and welcome to the Flourish Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey. And I'm your other host, Lauren. This is a podcast where we talk about what it looks like to flourish as we live out our purpose in the day-to-day. The mundane. The good. The bad. The ugly. And laughing while we do it. But before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. Now grab your favorite beverage and let's get started. Hey guys, Kelsey here. Thanks so much for joining us on the Flourish podcast. We're so glad that you're here. Before we get started with the episode today, we wanted to give you a heads up that this episode contains some pretty heavy content surrounding miscarriage and loss. Jolene and I both share our stories and details within them might be triggering. Hello, Kelsey Jane. Hello, Lauren Elise. How are you doing today, love? I am doing well. Just going forward. How about you? I'm doing great. I am just... No, you couldn't see what I did, but I just shook my head aggressively. She shook it and went up. I went up. I'm just on energy high today. You're feeling yourself I'm just filled with love. Filled with love today? With extra love because our friend Jolene is here with us today. Jolene, can you say hello? Hello, everybody. Oh, we are so excited that you are here. Yes. Jolene is one of the um, OG Lane of Roses girl that I feel like... 2018. Yeah, and we met in a Bible study um, for our that our executive director held, and um, got to be in that Bible study together for years. Honestly, mm-hmm. just got to know yeah. each other and um, grow together in faith and in learning what God has for us and how He made us. And it's been fun to kind of watch how God has grown our lives. Like we kind of had started having kids at the same time and. Got married decently. 2019. Okay, so yeah, two years apart. Yep. And so, yeah, our story, our stories have kind of like grown kind of together and we don't get to see each other as much because that Bible study is kind of different now. Or, mm-hmm. um, but Jolene is a host of podcasts. Go ahead and give, give us the name drop. Yeah, Um, my podcast is Motherhood Off the Rails, Mm. which is an awesome and very needed podcast, Mm -hmm. and it's a very kind of specific niche, I would say, in the podcast world, Um, and that has bless so many people and it's it's fun to watch how much it's grown oh my gosh yes since you started it and um so kind of give us like what is it tell us about it motherhood off the rails is something that i never would have envisioned uh let's see it's 2023 it's almost december (laughs) gotta do the math back in january of 2023 I am someone that loves talking. I had been on a few podcasts before the creation of this podcast. Um, I love talking. I love people's stories. I love making connections. I love community. Um, Where it really, really started was with the birth of my son, who's going to be two and a half next month. Just textbook wonderful, perfect pregnancy. He is a great toddler. We have so much fun. The dream, unbeknownst to me, continued to grow when we tried for a second around December, November of 22, 2022. And um, we didn't expect it to happen right away because it took a few months, you know, standard few months with our son um, back in 2020. And so we find out that we're pregnant in the beginning of January of 2023. 
And it was just so exciting, obviously. Mm-hmm. Got the positive pregnancy test on January 9. And already that week, and, you know, those speaking to those that are moms that are listening, like, you know, the second you get that positive pregnancy test, your mind starts going, you start dreaming, you're excited. Like, you can't help yourself. Like, that's why the human race continues. Like, because it's just this instant excitement. Um, that week I bought maternity pants already. It was just like, we didn't really tell anybody because we had already decided that we wanted to keep the second a secret for a little bit longer, just to have it be different. Um, but almost exactly a week later on January 15, um, my husband and I had gone out for a date and as we were coming back that night, Um, I felt a very, very strong cramp in my stomach. With my son, I had never felt any pain, nothing at all, fine the whole way. And I knew that something was wrong. Went to bed that night anyway, didn't think much of it. And the next morning I woke up and there was just so much blood. Mm -hmm. Um, Hadn't had a miscarriage before, but I had had friends who did. And I just, there was just something in me that told me that that was what was happening. Um, I was fortunate, I guess you could say, I haven't found a better word to come up with it, that I didn't have to go to the ER, just a bad period. I was able to pass the baby at home. Um, But that's kind of where the first seed of this podcast really began, was taking my loss and realizing that something needed to be done with it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. There is often purpose in our pain. Yeah. Whether we know exactly what that purpose is, whether it comes right away or 10 years later, like God is never going to waste a tear that's shed or a pain that is had, Mm -hmm. um, especially Mm -hmm. when we give that over to him. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we can rest in so much. And so when, after all this happened, what made you decide I need to put this into podcast form? Like I know that people are so many moms, there's motherhood. And I mean, I'm not a mom, but I have so many friends that are moms and I know motherhood is a journey and it's every day is something different. Yeah. So what made you say, I want to talk about this on a podcast and continue down this road? Yeah. There are so many small moments where it kind of started and then restarted and then started again. Um, um, but as with all amazing ideas, it came to me in the shower. <laughs> yes. Yes. And That's a great idea. Yes. <laughs> and I got out and I texted my best friend who had two miscarriages between the two babies that she has right now. Um, she had been the first one I had texted when I had my miscarriage, when, when I was kind of trying to figure everything out. So I sent her a message. I was like, what do you think of this idea? Could we create a community of women, men, parents that have been through loss? Can we create a community of people that come together to tell their stories and remind each other, you know, that we're not alone? It wasn't that eloquent (laughs) when I sent the text message, but that's kind of where it began. I would say that was end of January, beginning of February of 2023, kind of the timeline. Um, A few weeks later, I was journaling because that is something that I do. That is my go-to coping mechanism with anything. Um, I actually went out and bought a journal the day I knew I was miscarrying Mm -hmm. because I knew 
that this was a life event that I didn't want to discredit. I didn't want to brush under the rug. I wanted it to be written down in history so I would never forget it. I'm so glad I did. So a few weeks later, like I had the date somewhere, Um, but in my journal, I brought the idea back up. I didn't, I shouldn't say that. God brought the idea back up to me and reminded me, hey, I put this little seed in you, this podcast. Let's revisit it again. So I was journaling about that, just asking a lot of questions like, what would it look like? And he started putting these names into my head of women that I knew personally, like you and Rebecca and Mm -hmm. other people just like through acquaintances, through connections on, you know, from college or Instagram or whatever. And he gave me the names of 22 women that I knew personally that had been through some type of loss, miscarriage, adoption, infertility, IVF. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And I'm looking at this list at the top of my journal and something told me like every single one of those women knows somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that woman knows somebody else. And the ripple effect of this could be huge. Mm-hmm. But that day, I closed my journal, really didn't think anything of it, and continued on my merry way. But as we all know, God doesn't give up when he puts yes. a dream in <clears throat> a seed in our heart. And so <clears throat> Rebecca started her Bible study back up, uh, maybe like April-ish, um, March, April-ish. And this is all still in 2023. And, um, going into the Bible study that night, there was nothing in my mind that said, Hey, you're going to share your miscarriage story tonight for the first time with anybody outside your immediate circle. Mm Um, it was not even crossing my mind. There was six of us, two of them. I knew three of them. No, can't do math. I think, yeah, the other three, two or three, I never met before. I think Rebecca, <clears throat> Rebecca is our executive director. Yes. And she's whose Bible study we were talking about. Yes. Um, for those of you who haven't, we've talked about her a lot. On yeah. The she just comes up. <laughs> yes, we love her so much. Um, we really but, had her on one day, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she, um, I think a lot of the people were new and they'd never been yeah. to the Bible study yeah. either. Yeah. So, like, not only did you not know them, but they had, like, literally never been yeah. to this Bible study before. It was specifically for, like, married women who were moms kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was really excited to start back, start that back up and mm-hmm. have that community again. Um, and I, I, you couldn't even force me to remember what it was about. But towards the end, there was this just nagging in the back of my head that said, you need to tell your miscarriage story. And it just kind of like word vomited out of me and come to find out five of the six women in that room who some had met before, some hadn't, had experienced some type of loss. And I'm just sitting there and like, we're all crying because I shared my story. And then this woman who had never met shared hers. And we just kept going around the circle. And even the mom who hadn't experienced a physical loss was going through postpartum depression right then. And so she was able to come in and I'm just sitting there amazed that I was able to be a part of this. And so that was another moment. The guy was like, I'm not going to give up on this dream. And so 
Then after that, I pitched it to another best friend who was at the time going through her second round of IVF. Um, So I knew that she, it was secondary infertility, like no problem with her second two rounds, you know, to try to get their, um, their second kid. And I was just like, okay, so I know I need to do this, but what is it going to look like? So myself, my two best friends, we came together. We just did a brainstorming meeting. Um, came up with the name. I can't take any credit for it. My friend came up with it and it was the only one we had on our list. There was no other potential. It was just like, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. That describes everything. We came up with the questions we were going to ask on the interview. We came up with social media ideas and just started brainstorming. And that was probably May. <clears throat> In June, I asked my husband to get me a microphone for our anniversary. <laughs> Um, and I got the same microphone we're using here today. And then the beginning of July, I recorded my story. And almost weekly since July, I've been recording a story with a woman. Um, it started off with just family and friends. We built a community on Instagram that has exploded it's insane um and women have reached out through there now every single one of the women that are telling their stories are random strangers that reached out and wow. saw what we we're doing so i can't take a single ounce of credit for it i'm just so humbled and so thankful that god chose me to be this I don't know, part of this amazing journey that I didn't even know was coming a year ago. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. I love to see how much confirmation he gave you as well. Yeah. Like in his kindness and just like a, and how often we ignore that still small Mm -hmm. or write them off as coincidences. Yeah. Yeah. He is not a coincidental God at all. No. Like, and when you fall, the more you follow him, in my experience, the more you know that. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's yeah. so intentional. He don't make a single mistake. Yeah. And he doesn't just, like, roll the dice. Like, God's never rolled the dice yeah. ever before. And he never will. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it is in him and through him that all things come together. And Yeah. So. So, I guess, like, kind of going off of what you've just, like, this beautiful story that you've said, what has what, what has he taught you in this past year of like getting to hear all these women's stories, like people that getting yeah. to meet all these people that you would have never even envisioned, like what a beautiful gift that you, he has given you. But like, what has he taught you through all that? What has he not taught me? <laughs> um, I don't know. There's so much that comes to mind, but one thing just for me personally, um, I grew up in an environment where you judged people from the outside because they didn't go to the same church as you or they didn't wear the same clothes as you did or they didn't go to as nice of a school as you did and you didn't dare take the time to learn who they really were because they might be a bad influence on you so it judgment and judging a book by its cover Mm -hmm. um is something that i've struggled with for a majority of my life Um, And then becoming a mom, that adds on to the judgment even more. It's unreal. Because the comparison, the judgment, and like, oh, these people are raising their kids differently, but but my kid does better in this. But, you know, and and just, and so motherhood piled that on top of each, top of it to a degree that I knew God was going to have to just wreck you of. Yeah, wreck me up, take out of my life. And so... 
But the moment that you hear somebody's story and you see what they have going what what they have gone through and how that has changed their lives and maybe how not not even maybe how that is making them a mother now to how they parent their current children or how they just live their life if they haven't had that dream of motherhood yet banished all judgment. There was one story who that I helped tell, um, who we had known each other kind of for a little while. Um, and I had cast judgment on her because of the way I had seen her parent. Um, cause our kids were not too far apart and yet hearing her story erased every single ounce of judgment that had ever cast on her because I saw what she had been through. So when you hear somebody's story and you take the time like a podcast, like you can't escape the intimacy of a podcast of sitting down, whether on a screen or whatever it might be, you can't escape that. And so it inevitably just creates this bond. Um, And so that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, The next most important one would just be the faithfulness Mm -hmm. and his goodness that has pursued me throughout this year. Um, I would never in a million years want my worst enemy to go through the loss that I faced Mm -hmm. or to go through any of the losses of the 30 plus women whose stories I've helped tell. But he took what was messed up, what he never intended for this world to be, mm-hmm. this loss. And he, he revealed himself again and again and again and again, almost daily during this healing process, mm-hmm. um, that he is faithful. He was faithful before my miscarriage. He was faithful during my miscarriage and he has been more than faithful afterwards like so much so that I I can't deny it at all like I just want to like shout it from the rooftops and um and that's why I love this podcast the one that you guys are doing because on mine I have such an enormous audience mm-hmm. that I have to not I don't want to say tamper my faith in my story because I do speak about yeah. it, but it's not like the forefront because yeah. obviously there's so many, there's so backgrounds. many backgrounds. So anyway, so that's why I love this because it's so focused and so God centric. And so, yeah, his faithfulness, his goodness through all of this, my theme song that I ball over every single time I hear it is goodness of God. Yeah. Like that's literally I'm going to cry. No, don't you start, because then I'm going to (laughs) start. I cried yesterday, so I'm going to go Okay. When I... We haven't gotten to talk really that much about my miscarriage story. We talked about interviewing for your podcast and stuff (laughs) like that, but I just had to be honest with her. I was like, look, like, I am in the possible worst season of my life right now. I think this was back in August, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm drowning. Like, I don't think I could steward this story well. Mm -hmm. But the week... After I lost, um, cause I, my story with my miscarriage is that, um, we found out that I was pregnant. I was really scared to be pregnant. I was always terrified to be a mother. Um, and I'll make this short. I was always terrified to be a mom. So I wasn't even sure. So you're carrying that guilt of like, 
I wasn't even sure I wanted this. And then I was throwing up literally. I couldn't even keep it a secret because people were like, why are you at the office? Literally go home. Like you're sick. And I'm like, you can't catch what I have. Like that's how everyone at the office found out. And um, I was like resenting the baby because I just was like, it's trying to kill me. Like I literally, how am I even going to survive? Let alone keep something else alive. And so when we finally like, but then I started spotting on December 28th of, I guess it would have been... 20, 2019? It's funny how you remember the dates. Yes. Because it's that, yeah. you know, traumatic. Yeah. Um, and we went in, or I, like, I called. I couldn't even get... I, like, when I started bleeding on December 28th, I couldn't even get in to the doctor because it was December 28th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then that's how I found the UK midwife clinic because I... Like my a gynecologist was, I could. They were like, "You're spotting. You're fine. You can come in later." Yeah. And when I called them, they were like, "We'll get you in tomorrow." Because mm. I just started crying on the phone. I was like, "Something is wrong." Yeah. Like I know that it's normal, but I'm telling you something is wrong. And so they got us in, and they did the pregnancy test, and they couldn't give me an ultrasound that day because I was already eight weeks pregnant at this point. Yeah. And um. But they said, you are so pregnant, your HCG levels are through the roof. Mm-mm. So at that point, you're feeling this peace, yeah. right? That, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. everything's fine. Uh-huh. I'm pregnant. That's yeah. what they just said. And so then we went in the next day. They got, they were able to get us in the next day. And this lady is, like, searching on my stomach, pressing mm. it's hurting. And I'm, like, it's, like, two minutes are going by. And I'm, like, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And so then they're, like, okay, we're going to have to really get intimate here because we can't find the heartbeat and they're looking and they're looking and they're looking and I just laid my head back and I could tell that the ultrasound tech didn't want to tell me yeah and I'm just looking at this empty tomb I mean it literally looks like an empty tomb there is a huge spot where the baby should have been so my body thought I was pregnant um Mm -hmm. but there was no baby um which is called a blighted ovum um and so anyways that next week um I was just devastated, of you know, course. and yeah. I was like feeling guilty that I had thought the things that I had thought yeah. and we were in church and the song that came on was that. Yep. And I was, just, I just remember singing the chorus and I was like, if I can go through this or feel this kind of loss, that doesn't make sense that I know like wasn't what God originally planned, yeah. like before the fall, like, you know, like. But I can still say he's good. That's the difference between a faith that really will withstand and that's on a firm foundation and the faith that's shaken Mm -hmm. at the first sign of trouble. And it was like, I can, I have a choice here. I can either go and resent God forever, or I can choose to sing this song with confidence, even in the midst of my tragedy. Mm. So it's just funny that that song. Yeah. 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 I, I shared my testimony about the podcast at church a few weeks ago. And the music director just happened to choose that song. Mm. His faithfulness has, and his goodness have just been like, like running after me, pursuing me so much. And like, okay, (laughs) I actually need to surrender to this and see what he's going to do with it. And we... I mean, I could go into so much, like we have international listeners from Africa and Asia and the UK. I just had my first Canadian interview. Like 
we have enough interviews recorded and almost edited to get us through like next October. Wow. Which, if you had told me, yeah, like when I first envisioned this, like I was just going to him, like, oh, we'll just do a cute 10 episodes. And God's like, actually, <laughs> just wait. That's not cute. That's small. Yeah. We're going to make it really big. Yeah. Which is funny because our next question is what is that? What is the dream? Or how did you envision when you were looking at this um, flourishing? How is that different than oh you know, what you initially envisioned? And I'm assuming, obviously, that's one of them yeah. is how big this has gotten and how. It has grown to not just 10 episodes, but yeah. how many episodes are you at right now? Do you know? Um, we just wrapped up season one a few weeks ago. Season two um, starts with Rebecca's story, mm-hmm. beginning of January, which I'm really excited about. Um, season two is completely ready to go. Season three is like 99% ready to go. And then season four will start exactly a year after season one started. So that alone, I mean, I mean, I... I I actually have to take a break in January yeah. because I've been editing and scheduling and recording nonstop since July. A full-time job. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm a part-time tutorer. I'm a full-time mom and podcaster. Yeah. Um, and even in that, because I'm a control freak, I like to plan everything. I like to schedule everything. I like everything to be in its place. And even in that, God has taught me that it's okay. I've got this. So I announced when we were wrapping up season one that, hey, I'm going to be taking a break in January from recording. And I got this outflow of messages and text messages in on Instagram. Everybody was saying, we are so proud of you for taking a break. You deserve this. I'm like, okay. Like the control freak in me can take a step back. Um, the other thing that... I did not see coming like that he has made amazing is um, I have started more blogs than I care to admit. (laughs) Um, I even started like an Instagram account like Lex Park Mom. I'm going to, you know, preview all the parks in Lexington (laughs) and tell all the moms about how fantastic they are. And all of these things, and this is something God revealed to me throughout my healing process, Thank you, therapy. Um, that all of those things, all of those blogs, that Instagram account about parks and getting outside because it's too cold. Anyway, um, weren't a, they were all about me? They're about my accomplishments. They're about my talents. They're about you know what I was doing. This podcast, yes, it started with my loss, but it is so much more than that. It is the story of every single man, woman, parent, single mom, adopted parents. They're all meshed into one. And so it was just another evidence of why, that I keep coming back to, of why I know this is just going to work. Like there's just no part of me that doubts now this is going to work and it's going to go further than I could ever imagine is because it's not about me. It's about God. It's literally his podcast. Like that's how I refer to it in my journal. Mm -hmm. This is your podcast because he started the dream. He has grown it beyond things. I mean, we're taking a break right now. I'm not posting anything on Instagram right now and people are still finding us like somehow. And it's just like, 
God's reminded me again and again, you don't have to hold so tight to the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got this. It's going to be okay. I can take care of this. I can manage it because I hung the stars. So a little tiny podcast is absolutely nothing. <laughs> yes. That's beautiful. That is. I think that, it, I mean, it's just so evident and kind of what, like, I think everyone can relate, whether you haven't had a miscarriage or you've had, or you haven't had, like, a big loss in your life, but, like, something important that happened in your life that may have initially changed it. And then you just seen how God has just been so, like, it's like that string that you just, like, tie and you yes. just, like, see like him, woven. like, woven. Uh-huh. And you're just, like, it all makes sense. Like, for you, like, you wouldn't have been here if that hadn't happened. And, like, you couldn't have even imagined that. But just how God has been so, like what you said, so faithful. And everyone has some type of something like that that they can relate to. I think it's so beautiful. Um, Is there a passage of scripture that you find yourself just keep coming back to um, in your daily life right now, I guess, in this season? Again, I have to credit Rebecca Perryman. (laughs) Because she's the first one that introduced this verse to me. Um, It's Ephesians 3.20. Um, And the whole passage, the whole last passage of Ephesians 3.20 is gorgeous. But this is the one that he really gave to me. Um, And it says, Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Mm -hmm. I started out thinking and asking these small little dreams for this podcast. I didn't envision it going very far. I had freak out moments when I didn't have one story scheduled to record for that week. And now I look back and I was like, oh, that would be so nice. (laughs) Um, But I started out small. And yet, still with these small, tiny, minuscule dreams, God was like, okay, just step back and watch me work. Mm -hmm. And because I've seen him work, it has grown my dreams. I have a nice little Excel spreadsheet (laughs) and it has like a list of women that we want to contact, those that we've had, those that are scheduled, you know, all the way down. But at the very beginning, it has one little column and it says big potentials. And on that list are huge names of celebrities and influential people that have been very public mm-hmm. about their losses, like Michelle Obama, mm-hmm. Carrie Underwood, Allison Felix, like these huge women. And part of my personality is like, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst they could say? Yeah. Like, you know, that's what it is. But they're on my list because God was like, like, why not Don't limit yourself? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So. I, I speak that as much as I can because I want to remind myself that this dream can never be too big. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen it grow, I've seen us grow from literally zero followers on Instagram to over 500 now in less than six months. Like, and I've seen him do infinitely more than I could ever ever ask or think or imagine or dream mm. so yeah that verse is mm, i need to have it just permanently like ephesians that is yes one thing that yes <laughs> she is now for so yes. yes so would you i think one of the things that we love to ask and i think maybe because lauren and i are practical people we are yeah. <laughs> but you know and i think that it goes i mean lena bros has so much we have affordable therapy and discipleship 
that's what we are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that I feel like we've in the past had so many arms, mm-hmm. but that's what we are. Like yep. that's our heartbeat. And so much of this question comes from this passion for discipleship. Mm-hmm. It is so important for us as believers to have someone who's behind us mm-hmm. younger than us in a, in a stage where they're like, whatever behind us means, yes. it doesn't like you can disciple someone who's older than you or yeah. like, I mean, it, it happens, yeah. but you know, like someone who is further back in their faith or whatever that looks like. And then someone who's ahead of us that yeah. we can be emulating and someone who's beside us, like hemmed in by the community that God has placed around us. And so this heart comes from that of like, just like what advice would you have for somebody who's in a similar journey to you or who might be coming on this journey? Like, Oh, there's so much I would say. I, but my first thing I would do or say is just kind of put my arm around them and just say, you are not alone. The theme that unfortunately runs through almost every single one of the stories that I have heard in the past six months is that at some point they felt devastatingly alone. Whether it was their spouse that didn't completely understand, maybe it was their best friend who didn't know how to grieve with them and just kind of left. But at some point they felt so alone. Someone described it as a silent um, silent grieving or something along the lines like that. Like Mm -hmm. when you have a miscarriage or you have a stillbirth at some, at some point, like some people might have a funeral, but a majority of the time it just kind of like the idea, the memory, unless you hold on to it, just kind of floats off into Mm -hmm. the ether. Like people don't know how to handle, don't know how to handle somebody that is grieving over something that only lasted a week. Someone doesn't, society as a whole doesn't know how to deal, I'm putting that in quotation marks, deal with a mom who birthed two twins, but only one was alive. Society doesn't know how to comfort somebody when they are going through their fourth round of IVF and still don't have a baby. Like, and I'm not blaming society. I'm just saying that we don't know how to deal with this. And so we just kind of like pat them on the back, say, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like, please don't say that, guys. (laughs) Please don't. So what I would do, so I just tell them that you're not alone. Like, our losses look different, but it's a loss. What we say on the podcast is your story, and you could substitute that with your loss, no matter how big or small matters here, because you're not alone. And I think that's another thing that keeps this podcast growing is people are, especially in this niche community of lost people, lost parents. I don't want to say just moms because I want to expand it because fathers go through this too. So those in the lost community like we are so hungry for that community and for others to know exactly what we're going through that I would just tell that person like you're not alone like there are so many people that might not know how to reach out but they're out there and it might be a miraculous thing where a community finds you but you might have to do a little bit of work to find the community yourself 
search for hashtags on Instagram of loss or miscarriage, you're going to find them because they, it doesn't like doesn't overpopulate Instagram. It's still very niche. It's still very small. It's still very quiet, but it's growing. It's just this like beautiful, silent, growing wave of people that are sick and tired of being told to be quiet about their loss. And they're speaking their lost children's names. They're sharing vulnerability that was completely frowned upon 30, 40 years ago. And it's to be a witness to this, sometimes I'm just left speechless because if I can look back 30 to 50 years from now and see how far we've come in the lost community and to know that I was able to be even the smallest part of it, it's just like, wow, God did that. Like, mm-hmm. And he was just like, here, I'm going to let you be just kind of on the front row of it. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's so exciting. That's awesome. You were... Um, podcast reminds me of a verse and um, I feel like it's also like applicable to any kind of loss too and it's 2 Corinthians 1 4 through 6 and this is the ERV which it says he comforts us every time we have trouble so that when others have trouble we can comfort them with the same comfort that God gives us and I just feel like that text that to me please speak that over your podcast in Jesus' name because that's that's what he's doing. Yeah. And it's exciting to watch. Yeah. And um, and I just yeah. love that verse over the mm. podcast. I know I'd heard that before, but yeah, I need I need to keep a running tally of these to read because human nature and sin f- makes us forget mm-hmm. yes. so much of the time. And then yeah. mom brain, you know, yeah. it just makes you forget on top of all of that. So bad. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. Am I leaving it? We're leaving mom brain, okay? Heal but, us, Lord. And so I just, I need to like, I like laminating things. <laughs> I need to laminate those things and put them on my little desk, like right next to my little microphone mm-hmm. because I just, I need, yeah. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah. If Satan can make us forget or feel like we're not making an impact. Yeah. Which he likes to do. It was the original thing. Like he was, you know, feeling isolated, you know, like she, he got her, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's just been happening ever since. If he can get us by herself or if he can get us, you know, anyways. So what would you say to someone who is in like my position? I have never, Mm -hmm. like my husband and I are not trying yet. I have never had a miscarriage. I've never, I'm not a mother, only to my dog. Um, (laughs) You're a mom. I'm not. I'm not. Um, um, What would you say to someone who's like me, who has friends um, in their life that have, Mm. you know, had a miscarriage? What would you tell me? How can I best support them? How can I love on them when Sometimes it just hits you. Loss, I mean, I've experienced loss in my life, and sometimes you just wake up and you just are sad. And you just think about that. How, what do you do in that situation? Check in on them. Yeah. Like, obsessively so. Like, if they don't want to talk, they can ignore your text messages. Check in on them. Drop things off. Like, be... I want to say, be that annoying (laughs) friend. Because I... Like... And it's hard because I didn't tell many people about my miscarriage um, until I started the podcast. Because, like, how do you bring that up in the casual conversation? Like, BT dubs. Also, when it's, like, fresh and you lose it early, it's like you hadn't even told people that you were pregnant. Exactly. I was like, 
Would it, yeah. Hey, by the way, I just wanted you to know that I lost this baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. And was it even a baby? Like, like I said, yeah. you know. Like, yeah. So they might not even tell you mm-hmm. that they had had any type of loss. So in that case, I would say, like, if you have the kind of friendship where you check in and you say, how are you doing? No, really, mm-hmm. how are you doing? Because women's intuition, we got to trust we that. Know. Yeah. You know, and especially if you have a friend who you know very well and you know when things are off. So be that annoying friend. Check mm-hmm. in. Even, I would go as far to say that, you know, trust that friendship and how well you know it. Even to say, no, I'm fine. Like, mm-hmm. still show up. And even if you sit outside their door and just be like, I'm here when you're ready. Like, um, but then if they have confided in you and they have told you about their loss, like just sit with them. Mm -hmm. Just listen. Don't worry. And I, I'm, I preach this to myself. Don't let your mind race ahead to how you're going to respond. Just sit there, just listen and trust that the Holy Spirit is going to give you the words Mm -hmm. or maybe keep you silent which is really uncomfortable for us that like to talk and like mm. to solve and like to figure everything out for our besties. Like just trust that sometimes silence is the best way. Mm. Just because when you're going through a loss, you need to kind of word vomit to kind of figure it all out and to get it out. Everybody should go to therapy. <laughs> Lena Roses has amazing therapy. Um, <laughs> but sometimes... Friendship can be another, now I shouldn't say sometimes, a lot of the times, friendship is this other beautiful part of therapy. So just to be that annoying friend that checks in obsessively and they will, I pray and I hope, will eventually look back and be like, okay, I'm thankful that she was annoying and that they dropped off stuff. They sent text messages that, you know, send an old fashioned letter, like you Google people's addresses, like just send them a letter. Um, but yeah, I would say just be there and remind them that in the deepest, darkest loss of their life, that they're not alone. Yeah. Well, Thank you so Literally, much. Literally, this has been such a blessing. Like, just like yeah. getting to your story. Thank you. And, we're, um, so, we're so excited to have you on yeah. and just get to share with others yeah. what you're doing. And yeah. how can people connect with you? Give us your Instagram handle. Tell again. Yeah. To yes. Just wrap it up. You already yes. told us the name of your podcast. <laughs> how can they connect with you? Where can they find you? Yes. Well, I'm so excited for our two communities to connect. I know that there is some like maybe age disparity, maybe some little differences, but I don't care. I'm really excited because if I can connect with like younger, maybe like college aged women that's, you know, Lena Rose's kind of caters to and let them know what's ahead Mm -hmm. because out of college. I didn't know miscarriage existed yeah. in college. I didn't know anything. I didn't know how common it was. Yes. I did not realize yes. how common it was. Yes. Yeah. So I don't want to scare any little college yeah. babies, but I do want them to not be completely just yeah. caught off unawares. So anyway, you can find us on Instagram. That's our main hub. Just search motherhood off the rails. 
can put it in the show notes. It's the easiest way to find us, um, motherhoodofftherails at gmail.com if you're more of an old school kind of email person. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, we just wrapped up season one, but you can find all of season one on Spotify and Apple. And then season two um, starts January 3rd, I believe it is. It's the first Wednesday in January. Okay. So every Wednesday, a new episode comes out for 10 weeks. Take a little break and start again. But um, a lot of the stories are heavy. I do like to give that kind of caveat. Um, at the beginning of every episode description, there is like a list of topics that it's about just to prepare your heart and just to kind of know what's ahead. Um, but, you know, pause if you need to. Like a lot of these are very, very heavy. But I will tell you that there is so much hope woven in even into the darkest of stories. So if you make it through and skip through some of the hard parts, you have my permission to do so. Um, there, There is always this beautiful glimmer of hope. Mm-hmm. So start at the beginning and just listen through. Well, thank you so much. And thank yeah. you to you all who are listening. You know where to find us. At The Flourish Pod. On uh, Instagram. Why did I say at the Flourish Pod at Instagram? On Instagram. <laughs> um, and you know where to listen at Spotify or Apple Music. And of course, you can always follow everything that Lena Broses is doing at Lena Broses on Instagram and on Facebook. So thank you guys again. And thank you, Jolene. And it's been an honor. Thank and we you. will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Flourish Podcast with Kelsey Darenberg and Lauren Burgess. The Flourish Podcast is a production of Lane of Roses. To learn more, go to www.laneofroses.com. Three, two, one, yeah!